This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 251. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're in audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hood. If this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, welcome. This podcast is for creative freelancers who are trying to earn more from their creative skills without selling their souls. You came on on a good or kind of weird time. I don't know. This is a series I've been doing. This is the first episode in that series called Back to Basics, where I'm walking freelancers through the basics of freelancing in a lot of different areas. And I have a lot planned for this. So if you missed episode 250, where I talked through the vision for this entire series, go back and listen to that. And also feel free to go through the other 250 something episodes of this show, because there's a lot here for you. If you're a returning listener of the show or viewer on YouTube, thanks for coming back. This episode, I'm just going to get straight into it. We're going to discuss going LLC or sole proprietor. This is just for US-based business owners. So if you're from other countries, I apologize, but that's just kind of what you get when you're going through the basics and we're talking about business things. I can't cover every business entity in every country because I only know what's in the USA. So this episode, I want to dive into how long I avoided LLCs, why I avoided LLCs for so long as a freelancer, and ultimately what you should decide for yourself as a freelancer if you are trying to make the decision right now, should I be sole proprietor, which is just, I am doing business for myself, by myself, or should I be a limited liability company? Now, there are some major differences between a sole proprietor and an LLC. They can look and feel the same. And there's a lot of things I've learned recently, which I'll talk about in a second. But let's first dive into what a sole proprietor is. When you start doing business in the US as a freelancer, generally is who I talk to and what you likely are. If you start doing any sort of commerce in the US and you don't have a business entity, you are by default a sole proprietor. That means any money you make as a sole proprietor or as a freelancer, it just gets taxed on your individual tax return. Let me stop here and just say, I'm not a tax attorney. I am not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. This is not legal advice. I play a professional on the internet. (laughs) Take what I have to say with a grain of salt. That being said, I've been doing this for a lot of years, so I know some stuff. So I'm not a complete fraud. But when you start taking money as a freelancer, you are by default a sole proprietor without doing paperwork. Now, whether or not you're legal, that's a different thing. I'm just saying without paperwork, you are by definition a sole proprietor. And that means the money you get should still be taxed and you should still be paying taxes on it. Now, the benefit here is there's no real like massive red tape. Talk to a CPA, get things set up, make sure you have a DBA, which is doing business as. So if you're doing business as a company like my old recording studio, 456 Recordings, I had my DBA doing business as set up as 456 Recordings because I was a sole proprietor. My name is Brian Hood. I am an individual. I'm not a corporation. I wasn't back then. And so I was doing business as a business name, 456 Recordings, and I believe I even had a business permit. My CPA said to get one. And so I filled out some paperwork. I got a business permit. I got a DBA. And lo and behold, I'm a legitimate business owner. I'm paying taxes. I have a CPA. It's wonderful. I don't have to file anything with the state. I don't have to do any annual report because I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. It just seemed overwhelming to me. I didn't want to deal with it. And so that's what I did for way too long. And here's the reason being a sole proprietor for way too long can get you into some trouble. When I'm 20 years old, living in my parents' basement where I started my studio and I made $29,000 that first year in the studio, I don't have much risk on either side. Although my parents might've been at risk. I don't, we're not gonna get into that. If I got sued as an individual, I didn't really have that many business assets to lose. So I didn't need a wall up between my personal assets and my business assets, which is what a LLC will provide you. So if I got sued as an individual, I could lose my studio's assets. Or if I got sued as a business owner, 
my recording studio, 456 Recordings, if that got sued, then I would lose my personal assets potentially as well. As a sole proprietor, there is no difference as far as the government's eyes or a lawsuit as to your personal assets and your business assets. They are in one bucket together. And so the more money you make and the more assets you have, both as a business and in your personal life, the more risk you put yourself at as a freelancer by not moving to an LLC. So what is an LLC? An LLC is just called a limited liability company. It can be one member. It can be multiple members. It can be a partnership. There's several ways to set it up. But in our case, for most of us as freelancers, we're going to be known as what's called a single member LLC. And here's the beauty of a single member LLC. It is actually way simpler to run and set up than I ever thought. (laughs) And I waited so long to switch to a single member LLC because I didn't want to deal with all of the paperwork. I didn't want to deal with the hassle and the headache because I had other companies at the time that weren't my freelancing that were set up as partnerships with multiple members in them. Those are a little different than a single member LLC. But for us as freelancers, the single member LLC, and I'm already getting ahead of myself as to what I prefer, is actually super simple. It just took a little bit of paperwork. There's like a couple forms you fill out online. And all of a sudden, I had a single member LLC. And the beauty of a single member LLC is that it's known by the government as, I got this written down here, and my CPA kept saying this, and I didn't know what it means, so I'm going to try to explain it to you as best I can. It's a disregarded entity. It's such a stupid term, but whatever. All that means is to the government's eyes, you're still a sole proprietor. It's just one tax return. You don't have to have multiple filings. Yes, you still have a little bit of paperwork to do each year. There's like a little bit of ticky-tacky stuff you got to do, but you get the benefits of an LLC, which is legal protection. So you are no longer in one unprotected bucket between your personal assets and your business assets. You now have a separator between the two. And this can be really important for those of you who work directly with your clients, or if your clients come directly into your office or your facilities, or if you're at a wedding as a videographer or photographer, and you might bump into somebody or hurt somebody, or if somebody slips and falls, you don't want to have those two buckets, personal and professional in one thing. And the single member LLC puts that wall up. Again, I am not a lawyer. I am not guaranteeing that there's no way for somebody to sue your business and get your personal assets. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from what I understand to my limited knowledge, this seems to be the best thing to set up for freelancers because it's the lack of red tape like the sole proprietor set up without all the hassle and paperwork of multiple tax filings and having to deal with all that while getting the legal protection of a more complex LLC. So if you are currently a freelancer and you're a sole proprietor, there will come a time where it makes sense to jump up to an LLC, to join the big kids club, in other words. And that time will come when either you start earning enough money from the business and you start having enough personal assets like a home, car, equipment, gear, where you don't want those two things touching each other. You don't want the legal possibility of one lawsuit taking down your business and your personal assets in one fell swoop. And when that day comes, you want to make that switch or that shift from sole proprietor to LLC. Now, there's a few other reasons why an LLC makes sense, especially if you move up to what's called an S-corp election. I'm not going to get into all that. That's a little more advanced. By the time you need that, and by the time that even makes sense from a tax savings perspective, you will have your own CPA and they will walk you through all of that. But you're talking to me right now. I'm not a CPA. I don't know much about this at all. I know what's enough to be dangerous. So you still want to do all your own research beyond what I'm saying here, but I'm just bringing up the basics 
for all of my listeners who don't know the basics. A single member LLC is a relatively safe and secure and wonderful thing to set up as a freelancer. And if you are like me and if you avoided it for way too long because you were afraid of how much work it would be and how much you would have to shift and change, here's one more little tidbit actually I didn't realize is when you shift from a sole proprietor to a single member LLC, now this is according to my CPA, yours might be different, I don't know. But from what I understand, there's not this crazy reset that has to happen from taxes and bookkeeping because it's still on your personal tax return. So making that shift doesn't have to be this clean break like all bank accounts have to be shifted over to this LLC and all credit cards and all bookkeeping software has to be shifted over to this. It can be a relative transition over to this new entity. Now, again, that might open up to some sort of legal issues. I don't know, but I'm just telling you from my experience, it was relatively seamless. It wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it would be. And the actual process of creating the LLC and getting my tax ID number from the government, which is called an EIN, it's like your social security number. As an American, you have a social security number. And as a sole proprietor, that's your tax identification number. But as an LLC, you have something called an EIN, an employer identification number, I think is what it's called. And that's your identifying number once you become an LLC. That whole process was way easier than I thought it would be. So if you want to see, I'm going to make a whole video going over how I created my LLC, what I use, what it costs me, what you should consider whenever you're creating yours. So if you want to see that video, you can just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash LLC. You can go there, no opt-in required. I'll just have this all free for you to go through in your own time. So if you're considering making that switch, go there. That's number sixfigurecreative.com slash LLC. The link will also be in our show notes. So hopefully this episode is helpful for you. I'll try to make the future ones a little tighter, a little better planned. But I just had a lot of thoughts around this I wanted to get out. And I have many more episodes for this series planned. So if you have any thoughts, any ideas for what you want to see or hear on the Back to Basics episode series for this podcast, just email me, podcast at sixfigurecreative.com. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Six Figure Creative Podcast. Podcast.